another episode of the music from the goddesses vault podcast i am your host midnight star you heard pagan rap gang with mother nature today's show is all about paganism and the environment before i do i just got a message from instagram for all you listeners in texas wolf charm coven is going to host a weekend retreat on march 19th to the 20th it will be a turkey trot uvalde texas i hope i pronounced that right starting at 5 p.m. There will be music, dance, food, and a Norse pagan ritual. For more information, please contact them on Instagram at wolfcharm underscore coven, or you can email them at shelby, spelled S-H-E-L-B-I dot Barrett, spelled B-A-R-R-E-T-T, the number 18, that is 18, at gmail.com. Again, that's shelby.barrett18 at gmail.com. If you haven't done so already, you can check out the blog goddesswhat1.wixsite.com forward slash home. Also, please spread the word of this podcast through the blog, the music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page, on Instagram and Twitter at Goddess Vault, and on TikTok at Midnight Star 2. That is Midnight Star with two R's and the number two. 
Now for the topic, paganism and the environment. It goes hand in hand since paganism is all about earth worship. It is also true when it comes to activism as well. The earth is the only home we have and no one should trash it. As pagans, we believe that all living things deserve respect. Pagans also worship the earth in many ways such as planting trees or burning candles or around a fire to honor nature and paganism itself. I will be talking more about paganism and the environment later. But first, I want to play Soul of Nature by Jenna Green.
Guess what? There are tons of articles on the web about paganism and the environment. There's even a new term that I have encountered on my research, eco-spirituality. That term is a way to combine the environment with our spirituality. Think of it like this. Way before Christianity, our ancestors had to find a way to connect with the environment. They didn't have all the technology that we have today, so they had to rely on all the nature that surrounds them thus personifying some of what you find in nature into human deities that our ancestors can relate to. They didn't have TV or the internet. Instead, they sat around the campfire telling stories of creation and other myths. The ancient farmers needed someone to pray to to bring them rain so that the crops would grow and be bountiful. They relied on astronomy and astrology for the changing of the seasons for the same reason. But how does this relate to us pagans in the modern world? A world where we as humans separate ourselves from nature when we shouldn't have. I will talk about that next. First, here's Alexander James Adams with Balance of Nature. Thank you. 
It's time for the Spirit Guide of the Week. I'm going south of the equator to talk about the Incan goddess Pachamama. Like Gaia, she is the Earth herself, the Sacred Mother, and the Goddess of all life. She governs over animals, humans, and the fertile Earth. Pachamama is the most admired goddess in South America because she makes agriculture possible for the masses. There were many cultures in the Andes who venerated her. Thus, depending on the area, Pachamama's consort may be Pachacamac, Supe, or Inri. When Christianity took over, many of the things that she was associated with were given to the Virgin Mary. When Pachamama gets angry, it is either in the form of an earthquake or she withholds anything to do with abundance. But she still gives us the gift of food on the table, medical herbs, and the ground that we walk on. So what you can offer Pachamama on your altar are the following. Food that is cooked, water, alcohol, coca leaves, incense, cigarettes, and clothing that are the size of a doll. That is it for now. Stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week. That was Mama Gaia's Going Through Menopause by Mama Gina. We all know that our modern world is still taking the environment for granted. We all know what is at fault here, but I am not going to mention it. Here's another term that I forgot to talk to you about. I heard about it when I was reading Starhawk's book, Spiral Dance. 
The term is ecofeminism. It's a term that combines politics, feminism, and the environment at the same time. It's also a branch of feminism that looks at the connection between women and nature. I know that a lot of you pagans out there are also environmentalists and trying your best to save the environment. You already know how we are continuing to destroy it. I would have to include pandemics such as COVID in the environmental discussion. I know that there are conspiracies that COVID started out of virology lab. However, note the word virology here. A virus is a biological parasite. It does jump from being to being. Even though it came from a lab, it still came from an animal of sorts. However, we still don't know the animal that it originated from. What I'm saying is that the destruction of the environment also affects our health too. So we are trying our best to recycle and use cloth instead of plastic bags. Where I live right now, there's a debate as to the future of the oil industry here. I hope that someone finds a way to make things out of something else other than plastic and find an alternative to filling up our vehicles. Let's listen to Behold the Passionate Ways of Nature by Hegelis Rundance.
in this week's dream symbol. They are umbrella, alligator, and altar. Umbrellas in dreams usually means that you are shielding your emotions and don't want to deal with them. To dream that you have an open umbrella indoors represents your unmet emotional needs. If you cannot open an umbrella in your dreams while it's raining, it's telling you that you are ready to face and let all your emotions out. To see a broken umbrella in your dreams symbolizes problems that you were not prepared to face. Alligators in dreams often mean unknown instincts, betrayal, treason, and deception. If you see a baby alligator in your dreams, it indicates that you are gullible. If you are running away from an alligator in your dreams, it represents you not wanting to face the awful and frightening side of you. To dream that an alligator bites you means that you have not learned anything from your past failures. Altars in dreams usually represent some personal sacrifices that you have to make. If you had a dream that you were kneeling next to an altar, it signifies aspirations that are not being fulfilled. To dream of a satanic altar, it's telling you that there are some bad energies going on in your life. That is it for this week's dream symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming. Thank you. 
Again, this next tale comes from folk text. It is from Japan and it's called The Rat and Their Daughters. Once near a lonely farmhouse surrounded by rice fields, there lived a rat couple. They were highly regarded by their own kind and very prosperous. One day, in addition to their many other children, a little daughter was born to them. She was so dainty with her shiny gray fur. Her broad little upright ears and her glistening eyes, that her parents became quite proud of their little daughter. Day in and day out, their only thoughts were how they might prepare a magnificent future for her. When the little rat came of age, both parents came to the conclusion that only the most powerful being in the entire world should be her husband. Once they were discussing this matter with a neighbor, and he said, If you want to give your daughter in marriage to the most powerful being, you must choose the son as your son in law, for unquestionably no one equals the son in power. The rat couple saw that this was true, and without hesitation, they made their way to the son and presented to him their proposal that he should marry their daughter. The son replied, I am much in debt to you that you have come so far, and that you have the kind intention to give me your daughter in marriage. But please tell me just why you have chosen me to be your son in law. The rat said, We would like to give our daughter in marriage to the most powerful being in the world, and without dispute, you are that one. Therefore, we have chosen you to be our son in law. Then the son said, What you said is not baseless, but there is a being more powerful than I, and it is he whom you must give your daughter to. The rats replied, Can there in truth be someone more powerful than you? The son said, When I was to shine on the earth, a cloud often came by and covered me up. My rays were unable either to penetrate it or to frighten it away. I am powerless against the cloud. Thus you must go to the cloud and make him your son-in-law. The rats saw that it was so, and they went to the cloud. After they had presented their proposal to him, the cloud said, You are in error if you think that I am the most powerful being. I do indeed have the power to cover the sun, but I am powerless against the wind. When he begins to blow, he drives me away and tears me up to pieces. There is nothing I can do against him. So the rats went to the wind and made the proposal to him that he should marry their daughter whom they want to give in marriage to the most powerful being. But the wind said, You are in error. I do indeed have the power to drive away the cloud, but I am powerless against the wall that people built to hold me back. I can neither blow through it nor do anything to it. The wall is much more powerful than I. So the rats again set forth and came to the wall, to whom, similarly, they made their request. 
The wall replied, It is indeed true that I have the power to resist the wind, but there is a rat that is undermining me, boring into me, making calls through me. There is nothing that I can do to stop him. I am powerless against the rat. It would be better for you to take the rat for your son-in-law than to choose me. This pleased the rats, for they saw that the wall was right. They returned home and married their daughter to a handsome young rat. They never regretted this, for their daughter lived happily and contently with a man of her own kind. And the parents, who once had wanted to elevate her so high, shared her happiness and satisfaction. Robin Hood 
was Sons and Daughters of Robin Hood by Dame the Bard. Before that, you heard The Altar by Threefold. That is it for this show. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. If you have a suggestion for a song, show theme, spirit guide, or dream symbol, or you just want to like, share, or comment, you can do so at goddessvault1.wigsite.com forward slash home through the Music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page, on TikTok at Midnight Star with two R's, two, and on Instagram and Twitter at Goddess Vault. I'm going to leave you with Serunos Rising with Dance with Nature. Blessed be. I walked and I walked over the moor. I walked and I'm breathless like never before. Up to the mountains and down to the dale Through frost and high winds and even through hail And the spirits abound in all things we see We're dancing in nature, in you and in me 
Walking in nature, springtime or fall Traversing hilltops where eagles call Watching salmon battle that stream Returning once more to life's golden dream Shadow of winter and warm summer light I walk through the seasons be day or at night And the light of the full moon, the ghost of the owl The silence of Fenland disturbed by the fowl to clear watching the badgers and foxes and deer so quiet i am waiting new day is born my soul becomes one with the colors of dawn communing with nature no words can explain grace in the sun like the snow and the rain immersed in the ocean the river or stream be lost in the moment be lost in the And glen. I sat by the graves of warrior men Gone are the kingdoms, paid for by blood Their stories still told in the ashes and mud And the spirits abound in all things we see Dancing in nature in you and in me We're dancing in nature in you and in me We're dancing in nature in you and in me